Welcome back to Soccer Cards United for episode 24. Uh, this is the number one soccer card podcast currently being produced uh, from a series of houses in Ireland. Uh, my name is Jason. I'm one of the hosts. The other host's name is Enzo. And as has become an every 10 episode tradition, Enzo is having uh, uh, some stuff going on in his personal life and can't make the show this week. This happened about 10 episodes ago. Apparently every 10 episodes of the show, something bad uh, happens to one of us. So far, it's been Enzo both times, but I'm hoping that I can get involved uh well, I'm not hoping, but you know what I mean. Okay, anyway, so shout out to Enzo. Once again, send him all your love. Uh, he's gone through something. And uh, I'm joined instead by a guest co-host for the first time ever. We've had guests, of course, uh, but this is not a guest so much as this is a stand-in co-host. I'm delighted to be joined by a man who I would call a friend in the kind of football-adjacent content creation space. So a friend in a very limited, uh, not even a work friend, a hobby, exactly what he is, a hobby friend. I know, I'm, I'm joking. He's a good mate. Uh, it's John Nellis. Hiya, John. Well, 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 Jason, what's happening? It's actually, it's funny, I make a lot of content, but this is the most nervous I've been because I, I tell you this all the time, like I genuinely, your podcast is my favourite podcast each week. And I know that sounds oh, a bit like kiss-assy stop. right off the get-go, but genuinely it's kind of like, I kind of want you to say, I'm Jason, that's John. Do, do you mind doing that? Because <laughs> you always say, I'm Jason, that's Enzo. And I really like that. I refuse yeah, to do I the got... podcast if you don't do it properly, you know? Yeah, I, okay, yeah. Uh <clears throat> This is Soccer Cards United, episode 24. I'm Jason, that's John, and you're very welcome to the show. How's that? It doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? Anyway, it doesn't, no, it's a one-week it special. Here we are. Thank you very much Here for having are. me. Um, no problem. So, uh, John, for people who don't know you, uh, a lot of people, I'm sure, do know you because I, I know you've actually sent a lot of our uh, a lot of our listeners our way in the last few weeks um, because uh, you have a lot of football-interested people. Uh, you are the host of a couple of different podcasts, uh, one is the Football Index Weekly podcast, and you're the co-host also of a podcast called FPL Double Up, which I suppose is Fantasy Premier League Double Up, mm. and they're both available wherever you get your podcast. Do you want to talk about yourself, introduce yourself? Yeah, I suppose I kind of have my fingers in all the pies, Jason, to be quite frank. Mm. Do you know, if, if there's... You're a bloody pie finger I'm or something. I'm a pie finger, <laughs> that's what I am, Jason, yeah. So, look, there, there's two sides to it, I suppose. If it adds enjoyment to me watching football, I'm probably going to be there. And if I can make money off it, I'll be there too. Um, football Index is one of those things. Footstock's another platform I'm on. I'm on. So rare. Uh, FPL I really enjoy. Where does he get all the time? I actually don't know. Um, yeah, I have got COVID at the minute. I've been off work for a bit, which is terrible, but kind of nice. How's how's COVID? <laughs> COVID's grand. It was rough for a day or two, but thankfully I'm 27, so well equipped you're, to deal with you're it. You're young, but, you're fit, you're mm, healthy. It's That's not quite the same level. if you're 55. You'd be shiting yourself, I'd say, but um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm okay, thankfully. But yeah. what I'm getting at is all these platforms and soccer cards is just another thing that I can kind of try and predict the future you know, profit yeah, through my it, knowledge, all that. Uh, sorry, I mean, I'm a collector. I mean, it's, you're a collector, of course. Sorry, what you meant I mean, to say was, yeah, profit emo- emotionally when your collection. That's it, is of complete. course, Jason. How could I forget yeah. the word emotionally? But um, of course, hashtag I'm a collector. I'm a collector. Anyway, yeah. So I've obviously got the football index sort of background and um, listenership, and I started ripping boxes of cards in some of my streams and sent them to you because yes, I've been on one of your streams ripping. You were, ripping yeah, a box of, of course. Uh, Tops uh, on demand, uh, Bundesliga stars of the season 2019 2020, which since we ripped it 
has had a bit of a renaissance. It's on fire on eBay at the moment. Um, we were on that train, me and you, John, months ago. Mm, months ago. I, the only player I actually went afterwards and retrospectively bought was, I think, a Musa Diaby. Uh, yeah, I bought one of them as well. Is, is it, right. He's still cooking. He's is still it, cooking. Is it Musa? Did I just get his name wrong? It is. Diaby. I'm thinking Diaby. of Musa Dembele Musa, because uh, of his transfer. So I, I, I'm afraid I've got the name I'm pretty no, it sure it's Diaby. Musa. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, it is. God, yeah. I doubted myself. Um, I think so. Anyway. It definitely is. It definitely is. It definitely is. Anyway. So, right. So, just for the people who are listening, um, John, we met because last year, no, 2020 or 2019, I can't remember, 2020 probably, early 2020. Mm. Although, is that right? I don't know, like a year ago, something, something like that. Something, a year ago. Anyway, let's not dwell on it. Uh, Enzo and I used to host another podcast, which we still occasionally do host, uh, called The Frozzy Shone, about a little Italian football team called Frozzinone Calcio. And um, you put out a call in some forum for Irish podcasters, uh, for any football-related podcasts that you were available uh, to, to guest on these podcasts. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, let's get this fella on and uh, steal his listeners. Now, unfortunately, that show did not steal any of your listeners. Your listeners weren't interested in that. But we kept in touch. And then Enzo, who manages all our social media accounts, uh, got a message off you a few months ago being like, hey, lads, what's all this soccer card lark about? And then yeah. the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I came on, did that podcast with you to your, I don't know, 25 strong listenership. And then had some fun, followed you on social media and kind of forgot about you, to be honest. We, yeah. did, we didn't really talk. And then I reached out to the Soccer Cards United Twitter when I started seeing soccer cards all over the place, um, particularly from you. It was like repetitive targeting, really. And uh, <laughs> I reached out. We're advertising like, geniuses. Yeah, literally. Uh, it was it was a slow work day. I was on my break. And I honestly, like, Jason, I mean, I badgered Enzo. I badgered yeah. Enzo. I mean, there were days of like, should I buy this? Should I buy that? What about this? What about that? Does this have, like, what's a rookie? What's a this? I really went to town on him. And I actually want to put out a, a call from me. Like, we need to go easy on Enzo. I, I genuinely don't understand how he sticks it. <laughs> All you listening, if you're listening to this podcast, or if you see anyone asking about the hobby, just point them episode 17 of this podcast. Hashtag yeah. justice for Enzo's thumbs. He cannot yeah, be replying. He's in bits. He's in bits. Like, God, because I mean, when I think of what I sent them, and he must get yeah, that I, times like, 300 like it's insane he, he gets it all the time and i don't know how he does it I, I can honestly say and he's not here so i can say this and he doesn't have to be modest or anything i can honestly say this podcast would not would be nowhere uh, near where it is uh, without enzo being available in our dms to mm. literally induct all of these people in now a lot of people listen already we're into the hobby already into cards all that stuff but there's a lot of people who weren't and who have discovered our show and who have kind of used our dms uh, which just means enzo mm. uh, to teach them about the hobby and he's done basically like a three four five day uh or a week-long induction course with i, I would say 40 to 50 percent of our audience mm. so it's a uh, shout out to him speaking of induction so you got interest in soccer cards, then you started to rip stuff on your on your streams, and there's been quite a bit of interest in people who from people who use other platforms like Football Index or Footstock or So Rare or whatever mm. it is, or even people who just play FPL, um, who have said, "Oh, what's what? What are you doing there, John?" and have come over to us. Talk a little bit about that kind of growth of that segment of the hobby, as even you've seen it in your short time. In terms of in inside the football index community that everyone's yeah like what is it about who first of all for anyone who doesn't know who are these football index people that are flooding into the hobby 
Right. And yeah. should should we be afraid of them? No, you shouldn't. Uh, to be quite frank, a lot of them would be quite high net worth individuals. And when I say that, I don't mean that necessarily in terms of... Um, I'm not saying that they're millionaires. I'm not saying that they've got 500k in the bank. What I am saying, though, is that these are people who are accustomed to dropping £3,000, £5,000, £50,000 on virtual players on a platform. So they would not hesitate yeah. to drop 5k on a Messi rookie or whatever the price is and whatever the card is. Do you know, so it's it's a great it's great for the market of the hobby having people like this. Yeah, a bit know. of cash injection. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like, but. I think why that's one thing I find like people from the football index community go into other sort of spaces very seamlessly because they are not they are used to large sums of money, um, and that's all yeah, relative. It doesn't, it doesn't frighten them. It doesn't frighten them. The prices of some of the cards and boxes. Um, now that's obviously kind of generalizing. There there are other people in the hobby who would have smaller bank balances, but um, I think that the big similarity between the two kind of things is. I'm not going to bore people with the details of what football index is and its intricacies, but it's all about forecasts. No, and if in they're the in future. most part, most parts of the world, they can't access it anyway. Yeah, so. exactly. It's about forecasts in the future. Uh, it's about predicting future performances of players and betting on their careers. Essentially, that is what football index tries to be. It it it's trying its best to be there. I'm sure it will get there. There's a lot of nuances and caveats akin to the hobby do you know there's little rules yeah. and things that don't make sense but like americans being worth what they are because of it makes sense but it, again it's yeah it's it, it it's, shouldn't it's, it's, it's disproportionate you, you almost. wouldn't know from the, yeah uh, from the outside you'd never you'd never be able to come up with that rule it just happens to exactly. be that there are enough americans in the hobby that all the american players are super valuable stuff like that yeah um so these guys are used to protecting the future with strong sort of caveats and rules and yeah, I think that's why there's a lot of similarities. When I seen it and you told me I could come in and headhunt rookies and I was like I think a lot of them as well see what I seen and it's an American dominated market in many ways. And with all due respect to the American listeners, we are quite in touch. Like I, I watch I don't know if you guys in America would, I'm sure some of you would, but if we're gonna generalize and, and just try and be really disrespectful, like Yeah. I I'll watch. You're, you're, you are you are really fitting in. Yeah. You're really fitting in for Enzo, because I'm always saying to Enzo, "Hey, lay off the Americans." And uh, just when he was starting to lay off them, we brought you on, and then we were like, "These American guys, they don't know what the fuck." I would sit about. like I would sit and watch Anderlecht play, or like I, I'd be watching Ajax play a game if it happens to be in BT Sport. You know, I, I'll watch like yeah. second division Dutch football. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of just we're so much closer to it with time zones. It's easier. Uh, the availability, it's yeah, I mean, it's on TV. It's on TV. Find out rookies, hearing about guys like I mean, when I think about Ryan Cherky's print run, I'm telling you, you see if these football index people be kicking themselves. People have been on about him for a long time. There, if we'd have been yeah. around whenever the Ryan Cherky tops now was out, his price run would have been triple that. Our print run, sorry, not price run. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. His print run, and there, there's so many rookies like that. And I think that's what a lot of us love it's the ability to kind of scout future talent and, and come in and try and profit from it right really. so you can you you can use your you can use it for a bit of trade and a bit of flip and a bit of profiteering but also for um, collecting i mean sorry. well that was actually I, <laughs> without any hint without any hint of irony i, I do want to ask you this like obviously if you're used to it being on virtual platforms where okay there is that same thing where you can make money you can use your knowledge to profit and all that stuff but like as somebody who's been on these things like football index and footstock and all that stuff is there any part of you that actually obviously there is but like is it attractive to you to have that like 
physical thing where it's oh like, yeah oh i actually do like that player and now yeah. i could make money off it but i could also just have a nice aesthetic thing that i can no they're, they're legit are and um, behind me on my shelf there's a few of my favorite cards that i think are beautiful like this that's true yeah. what i got in my Bundesliga museum there's a kaladu kulabali who could be on the brink of a transfer as he is every single transfer window forever plays for Stuttgart, Stuttgart, does it kulabali the napoli center back Kaladu oh, Kulabali. the Napoli. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, with a K. I'm saying it very fast. Uh, there are yeah. a few Kulabalis about as well, but the Kaladu Kulabali with a K. Kaladu uh, Kulabali, yeah. Yeah, okay. anyway, him. You know, he's not the most glamorous player in the world, but I have like the, the signed relic or the autographed relic there. And he put so much effort into his autograph. It's beautiful. It's got his shirt number and the autograph. It's lovely. And then I got this heap of shit from Thomas Party, and he barely touched the paper with the pen or the, the sticker. <laughs> and it's kind of like, I appreciate the Kulabali one. And yeah, there yeah, are yeah, yeah. aesthetically amazing cards. I got a John Walters signed uh, card. Did you really? For like three quid or something. Um, oh, so like I am actually I do collect some I do have collecting type things as well yeah, but yeah, there yeah. are like obviously I think particularly with some of the tops now there's under underappreciated players there who are popping out with cards and you know the print runs are two three thousand which relatively speaking now is very small because everyone has their eyes in the Makokus and the whoever else yeah yeah and I think something like Curtis Jones I don't even know what he came out at but he's like I mean, a kid playing in Liverpool and now albeit maybe not the most attacking there might be the flair there going forward but English there's so much room for him to grow within the hobby and I, I just there's there's opportunities like that I think um, particularly with the tops now yeah that there's- I, wanted to, I want to talk to you about tops now later on but first we should say that every week on the show uh, we have two segments one is called Your Football Week, where we ask each other, how was your football week? And then we talk about our football week, and it's a very self-explanatory segment, and yet I explain it every time. And <laughs> you do, the yeah. Second se- <laughs> I do, and it's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, every time I'm doing it halfway through, I think, God, I should just skip this, and but I never do. <laughs> um, and then the second uh, segment is called Hobby HQ, where we talk about the hobby, and again, perfectly self-explanatory, but I just still explain it every week. And uh, let's start with Your Football Week. John, you mentioned you watch a lot of football, uh, what have you been keeping your eye on in the last seven days or so? Do you know, there's so much football I can't even remember. I watched a couple of Juventus games. Chiesa looked good, but I think he might be injured, which is a shame. He got a hard tackle at the end of the first half, and their game was at Sassuolo. It was a red yeah, card. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but he looked good. It might it wasn't necessarily in that game, but the game before he bagged the two goals, didn't he? That's right, Jack. Uh, anyway, he looked very good, which is nice to see because I think there's so many young Italian players. Enzo will be buzzing, particularly with the amount of them he has. But yeah, with the likes of Chiesa, Zaniolo, and there's a few others. No, Zaniolo's knees are gone. That's Don't, what I'm saying. Nobody that, That's what I'm saying. These young Italian players, there's been so much talent, and they've actually done very, very little. That's like, true. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. nice to see one of them actually getting goals for an elite team in Italy, uh, with Zaniolo yeah. probably gone for will he ever hit the heights who knows probably I don't not. know Um, yeah it's all very tight in Italy and uh, as far as I know AC Milan are still top of the league so Enzo is uh, delighted about that Um, have you been paying much attention to the transfer window uh, John this is something I wanted to say actually it's about like the transfer window while it should be really really exciting it kind of mm. bores the tits off me and I'll Does tell it- you why because it's just the same old shit 
every single transfer window. Predictable <laughs> names getting links, and there's so much fake news to quote. <laughs> an <Yes>. asshole. <laughs> there's so much fake news when it comes. Oh, I shouldn't say that. There's Americans listening, and they're probably no, no, they're very polarized right. about this. No, no, Sorry, no, guys. Right. Um, anyway. They, <laughs> there's so much. We've got, news. We, we've got, we've got the good Americans. And I'm not <laughs> saying which ones they are. God, we're the worst. They definitely hate us. Anyway, yeah. Um, I find it tough to get behind the hype unless, for people listening, I suppose on Twitter, Fabrizio Romano, he's pretty. He's a pretty yeah. stand-up guy. He's in the know. Here we um, go. Yeah, here we go. He is the guy. If he doesn't say it, I don't care. So he's pretty much where I get all my news. Like Sky Sports can do one. Um, yeah, I really don't. You don't care. like uh, watch a man who does deadline day, uh, Jim White on Sky Jim Sports Bloody News. White, no, eight hours to go, and who <laughs> knows where he's gonna. Yeah, that's a bad impression. The, but that show, anyway. if you watch it, by the way, is like five yeah. percent content, five percent fake, like forty percent fake content, and the rest is filler. It's them trying to repeat themselves nonstop, and it's yeah. people standing looking at a camera. And I swear the editors delay like two seconds between every transition <laughs> because those two seconds across the course of a day, I'll buy them ten minutes. I swear, yeah, it's sure. brutal. Um, the, the one bit of transfer news I did want to talk about was that uh, Moussa Dembele mm. uh, shares his first name, of course, with Moussa Diaby, who we still haven't confirmed that's his name, but we're just going <laughs> to crack doing on. That now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just do that now so that I can I can issue a, a retraction if needs be. Moussa Dembele uh, has gone on loan for the rest of the season uh, from Lyon. Uh, to Atletico Madrid, uh, who are leading La Liga. More on that in a second. But uh, Moussa Dembele is a striker that has been around a little while. Still only 24, I think, but he's been uh, at Fulham. He's been at Celtic, where he scored loads and loads and loads. He's been to Lyon, where he scored loads initially and then kind of fell out of favour a little bit, lost his motivation, lost his favour of the coach. And now he's come to Atletico Madrid uh, for half a season uh, to replace the outgoing Diego Costa. Um, I think it's a fantastic move. Uh, Dembele is still very young. I think there's a spot up front for France, uh, still up for grabs in the next uh, couple of international tournaments with Giroud kind of reaching the end of his uh, of his life cycle and Martial not being able to hit a barn door. Uh, so I think Moussa Dembele has a big future ahead of him if he clicks at Atletico. €35 million Euro option to buy, um, which is less than what Juventus will pay for Alvaro Morata if they choose to uh, buy him after his loan from Atletico. John, I'm very excited. What do you think? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm very excited. I like this particularly from a hobby standpoint. I have, uh, this is very selfish of me. Other people maybe don't care from a hobby standpoint, but I have a, a numbered to five autograph and an autograph card of his. Because yeah. again, as I said, predictable names getting predictable links. It happens every single transfer window. Yusuf yeah. Dembele has been linked to United every transfer window for two or three in a row now. So I was yeah. kind of hoping for a United transfer, but obviously they got Cavani. They wouldn't be sniffing about it is what it is. Atletico isn't bad. Um, isn't a bad move by any means for in, in terms of his card prices, etc. But no, he's in a Champions League now. Yeah, he it's, wouldn't have been with yeah. Uh, I think it's a good move all round. Um, do you know when he moved to Lyon from Celtic, he's been a solid fifteen to twenty goal a man, twenty goal a season type of man. Um, and Janino, like Lyon's sporting director, he said it wasn't they foresaw. Do you know getting rid of yeah, him? Yeah, but I don't yeah. buy that. You know he's been given such limited minutes this season. He's been linked every single se- every transfer window for ages to to make the transfer. They've seen this yeah. coming, like um, for sure. And they've also seen like with Leon, uh, because the French season was cut off and they ended up missing out on uh, European football for this season. Mm. And they don't have uh, 
there's a whole thing with the TV, the TV rights going rights, on in France. Yeah. It was an ideal thing for them to send Dembele to Atletico, who need a striker who will pay his wages because uh, they don't have to pay the cost his wages anymore, and who might give uh, might give Leon thirty million in the summer. Um, and either way, you'll probably sell him, if you don't sell him to Atletico in the summer, you'll probably sell him to somebody else. So I think it's a fine bit of business all around. Uh, and I don't know if you know this part, John, but uh, to replace him, uh, Leon have brought in Islam Slamani uh, from oh, Leicester right, City. Yeah. Uh, the much travelled so ignore him from a hobby point of view but he was doing okay I think when he who did he play for in France for the season there Monaco Monaco he he was getting goals like he was yeah Probably I don't think he's ever going to pop, pop off hobby wise no. but he's he's going to do well I, I presume for Leon and kind of in a limited capacity uh, by the way Atletico top of La Liga a uh, great win uh, there yesterday against Sevilla who have been a bit of a bogey team in past seasons beat Sevilla 2-0 with goals from Angelito Correa and Saul. I'm, of course, an Atletico Madrid fan and I am absolutely buzzing because we are still top of the table. Uh, just to give you a little hint of the uh, La Liga table, Atletico on 41 points, which is four points ahead of Real Madrid, with still with two games in hand. Beautiful. So it's going really well. Um, and from a hobby point of view, who's at Atletico? Well, Moussa Dembele could be a good one. Joao Felix is obviously the big one. How do you feel about Joao Felix? How do I feel about him? I think he's... Do you, do you like him? I do like him, yeah. I do. I think I was saying... It might have been to you, actually. I forget it, because you're obviously an Atletico man. That Atletico were almost holding him back, I felt, last season. Do you know, for such an attacking, young, sort of flair player to be yeah. in a Diego Simeone-type team, which is just sort of almost like Mourinho, just park the bus, yeah. grab a goal, win the game. And I felt like he really wasn't getting to exploit his, his true potential. And... This season, they're kind of going forward a bit more. Seem to be getting more they goals. Are, for sure, he's they're, had they're, a few they're. proper, proper, borderline world class performances. He's had a few of them, like, and yeah. I think to have them in the bag at that level at his age, I, I, I'm buying into the hype now. When I'm, yeah, maybe I think before. I think he's great. Like, I think I think definitely there was there was a kind of a realization. Not just about Joel Felix, but about a lot of different players they have, whether it be Thomas Lamar, Marcus Llorente. All of a sudden, Diego Simeone found himself with a really good attacking team. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, oh, I mean, there's no point having all these players. We don't have, there's no resources to rebuild the squad. We spent 120 million on this fella. We spent 70 million on this fella, so on and so forth. And it was like, all right, we just have to move up the pitch. And Joel Felix has been a bit grumpy recently because he hasn't been playing as much as he'd like. But there's so much football going on at the minute. He's getting his opportunities and he's still so young. Mm. Here's one for you, John. Do you think people in the hobby, because I do, do you think people in the hobby have a kind of, sometimes, some people have kind of a misunderstanding of what to expect from a from a, a player, say, under 23? Like, There's this expectation that they'll become Messi or Ronaldo when realistically having a career like... Who... Luis Suarez is an outstanding yeah. career, but what are Luis Suarez yeah. rookies going for? Or exactly, do you, do you know, like what, what I think people quite often miss the mark in terms of valuing the ceiling of a card. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. all assume that this this guy, and I'm I'm guilty of it too. I have a bunch of rookies down there. I bought a bloody Saidi Ben Rama, uh, oh yeah, rookie yeah. because he was coming to the prem and all, which is lovely and it's a nice. That's yeah. a collector kind of piece for me because he's a real again, as I say, flair player. He he, he not make people for fun. And I kind of yeah. thought maybe he'll pop off at West Ham. Maybe. He, he hasn't really. But, you know, there's players like... that. That's not exactly... He's he's completely off point from your question. But, you know, 
Sobsley, Dominic Sobsley, or as you call him, is it Sobs? Is that what we're calling him now? Uh, Sobo. Sobo. So Sobo, like, the thing with him is, I do think, like, the sky's the limit, but... <laughs> yeah. Is it the sky? Like, what is the limit? Like- well, well, I think the thing is, that's actually, that's a good, that's a good, uh, a good phrase to use, because the sky is the limit, but at the moment, because we have Cristiano and we have Messi... They're in heaven. The sky, they're, they're, yeah, they're extraterrestrial. Yeah. So the sky is the limit for these kids, but we're not even used to looking at the sky. We're used to looking out at these two like absolute kind of world beating superstars. And I, I play a little game. I try to play it too often because it sometimes rocks my faith in the whole, <laughs> the uh, whole system. Not, uh, the whole system. <laughs> but I, the, the, whatever about the collecting aspect, which I, I am, I'm sure you're a bit like me, John, where you're kind of like collecting. I don't think I want to collect football <laughs> cards. And then two weeks in, you're like, oh my God, I just got this thing on eBay and I'm going I'm to put it in a little frame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I need card stands. <laughs> like, I need card stands. It's like, I thought you were in it for the money. It's like, no, but I just need a couple of card stands. Do you know what it made me think you know about? It. Sorry, this might be like one of those references that like 5% of the listeners get it. I don't know if any yeah. of you have watched Breaking Bad recently or remember particularly well. Basically in it, there's a character called Hank. Um, Did you watch it, okay. Jason? No, I didn't see it. Okay, so there's a character, Hank. Anyway, he... Oh, I know Hank. Do I know Hank? Agent Schrader. That guy. Anyway, bottom no, line no, is, this know. is a shit reference. It's taken too long. He goes through this... <laughs> he goes now through... you are right in the soccer cards, United <laughs> Wheelhouse. He goes through this like little almost borderline midlife crisis whenever he like has like an accident sort of thing. I'm not going to put out many spoilers. And he starts collecting rocks. But if anyone says to him, what, you're collecting rocks? He goes, they're minerals. It's it's like, they're not rocks, they're <laughs> minerals. And like, he's really particular about all these rocks and all these like put packages are coming every day and his wife's having to lift them in for him. And it just kind of... Makes me think of that. I, I, yeah, I forget why I brought this up. Um, because I was I was saying that you start off kind of being like, oh yeah, I see people exactly making money here, and then a couple of weeks later, you're actually fully in it. Yeah, like, and then and, I've got like you know, people coming out of the house. And I'm like, oh, do you want to see my soccer car collection? And they're yeah. like, no, no, I, I genuinely <laughs> Fuck do off, not. John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so just one more thing about Spain is, uh, Bar- I'm sure we we're in the middle of some other point, but we left it now. Uh, Barcelona are climbing up the table they've won their last four away games they won their last game 4-0 uh, two goals for Messi two goals for Griezmann and Ousmane Dembele has had a run in the team uh, for the first time really since maybe first sign for them because he's obviously injury plagued and I wouldn't be advocating people heavily investing in Ousmane Dembele because he's so injury plagued but when you look at him he's still very young he's playing for Barcelona he's playing regularly when he's fit uh, with Messi, with Griezmann, going to be in the Champions League, all that stuff. And he's won a World Cup. He was great at the World Cup in 2018. Uh, I think if you're looking, going, oh, I'd love a young French player and you don't have the money to invest in Mbappe or you want to kind of entry level, you want to hedge your bets or whatever, um, Ousmane Dembele could be good for, for a short uh, a short little hold or even if you're interested in a, in a French uh, player from a collecting point of view I'm sure there's Ousmane Dembele autos out there that aren't like crazy Kylian Mbappe mm. uh, autos well it's it's hard it's easy to overlook him but at the same time what was his transfer fee 140 million or something stupid something like that yeah clubs don't shell that out for bums do you know no like he's a solid player just riddled with injury and if he, yeah. if he can shake the injury and it's very hard to say that now after you know he had a run he was out for 4 or 5 games he's been back for 4 or 5 I'd want to see another season of no injuries before I care to get involved there. But yeah, do you know, like if if he was injury free, that's a hundred and forty million pound, like young player. 
Yeah, he's he's 23 here, and I'm sure his rookie is somewhere. I don't know if it's in. It's he started in Wren, so he's probably in a Panini foot sticker set from back then, uh, or it could be with Dortmund. But uh, I'm sure there's some bargains there for Usman Dembele, and I'm really interested if anyone has bought a few Usman Dembele cards. Uh, let me know. Well, don't let me know. Message Enzo, uh, who's on leave from the podcast, but not on leave from his social media duties. Message Soccer Cards United on whatever platform you use and tell us, are you are you liking Usman Dembele? Um, yeah. Do you, right. th- do you think Enzo will listen to this? Uh, he probably will. He will he? He will. Well, he doesn't usually listen back to them. Oh, well, that because I was thinking if he doesn't, we could make like a coordinated attack, like at two o'clock on Tuesday, everyone message Enzo and ask him oh, what a rookie is good. or something. But if he listens, it'll be ruined. I say, let's just say it anyway, right? So two two o'clock, we have to say GMT. Yeah, what t- what people t- all of them. what date is it? It's the thirteenth. So will we give people a couple of days to digest? Let's say what? like uh, maybe we just say Saturday. Saturday, Saturday at noon. No, that's too early. The Americans are asleep. Oh, fuck. Jason, maybe six, this is a bad six, idea. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Yeah. Uh, GMT. Uh, that's on Saturday the 16th of January. Message the Soccer Cards United accounts on Twitter and Instagram. And ask um, the most. Tell them you're a collector without telling them you're a collector. Yeah, <laughs> you know? tell them you're a collector without telling them you're a collector. <laughs> Send them some uh, bullshit about the hobby just to wind them up. Let's see if he clicks yeah. on that it's coordinated. And if he's not listening to this, then he deserves it. And if he is listening... He can like turn off the ends for a day or something. Okay, so there, that that's that. That's anyway, that bit of business taken sorry, care of. There we go. That wasn't that wasn't planned, Jason. But I think it could be funny. I think it could be funny too. Uh, but I've been wrong before. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So right, <laughs> let's see. That's La Liga. Uh, oh, Borussia Mönchengladbach beat Bayern Munich three two. Um, we're a good bit into the podcast. So we don't have time to relitigate that whole match. But uh. Florian Neuhaus looked really good and is apparently now on Bayern's uh, wish list, on Bayern's uh, radar um, for to come into their midfield. They just, of course, lost Thiago recently, so they're looking for midfielders. And Florian Neuhaus has a 40 million release clause uh, that comes active in May. So watch out for him. We've been hyping him for a long time on the show. Um, did you see that Gladbach game, no? Nope. Uh, Bayern were winning 2-0. Uh, we had about half an hour and Gladbach came to win it uh, 3-2. It was an excellent victory. Uh, the Bundesliga table, of course, still features Bayern at the top. Two points ahead of RB Leipzig. Munch and Gladbach are seventh, but they beat Bayern, so that's their Bundesliga title. I, I looked at it, right? I did look at it. Jonas Hoffman is a name who always pops up from Gladbach. Not yeah. one for the hobby, but like, I think like Munch and Gladbach's players almost like Stindl as well. They almost need some respect. Oh, Lars Stindl names. is a monster. Do you know what I mean? They they just yeah, they yeah, just yeah. don't get the respect, and they, they won't. I, and I know they won't. There's not going to be a light no. that's a flick, a light that switches there, unless they get like a really deep run in the Champions League or something. If they're even still in it, are they? Yeah, they are. It's still in it, but but I, I think that is interesting. Like, it's funny when you look at the Bundesliga, like Lars Stintl, Jonas Hoffman. Uh, there's loads of them that like even like Ben Sabani at left back and all. There's loads of them that are great, really good players. Um. And if they were Premier League players, because the Premier League is viewed around the world, mm. people would be hyping them. But it's literally just like nobody's watching. Like Bayern and Munch and Gladbach, you couldn't. I think you know, two of the it's the original kind of uh, classic of German of the Bundesliga. Those two teams were the biggest ones for years. Um, you couldn't get a bigger game really, apart from Bayern Dortmund, then Bayern Munch and Gladbach. Friday night, uh, German time. No one's really watching it. 
it's a huge game meanwhile mm. there's probably tr- twice three times as many people around the world watching Newcastle and Sheffield United last night oh yeah and Do you're you know? not wrong like it's and it's one of those things where John Lundstrom is more likely to get hype than uh, Brian Bolo or someone Braylon Bolo even yeah so it is interesting and uh, I, I like Florian Neuhaus though I think he's one that could break mm. through out of this team but that's uh, where opportunity comes that's the that's whole true. thing <laughs> do you know yeah. like, Dick, without being like, again to be frank the dickheads will all be watching Chelsea yeah. <laughs> that's honestly that's just the way the hobby is the dickheads will all be watching Chelsea and Borussia Dortmund you yeah. just sit and watch your your club or maybe maybe we're the dickheads maybe that's where you should be watching well I'm I, I'm certain I am the dickhead <laughs> someone's the dickhead I don't want to speak for you but I know I am maybe <laughs> yeah, not yeah. in this particular example but as a rule of thumb but in terms uh, of like finding rookies or finding undervalued players in the hobby do you know th- there's so much eyes in certain places if you look where, yeah. where it's dark look in the shadows you could find an absolute gem who will get the transfer um, well because you're kind of you're, you're taking yourself out of it at that stage and you're, you're or you're taking yourself one step removed aren't you mm. so you're saying like right Florian Neuhaus playing for Mönchengladbach let's say he gets a move to Bayern right okay so he's at Bayern he's in the Champions League and now where, what kind of level is he at well he's like a Leon Goretzka he's like a Thiago mm. not hype but then you think well okay maybe he becomes a really good midfielder for Bayern and let's say he's Tony Kroos okay now he's Tony Kroos and let's say he moves from Bayern and he goes to say Real Madrid now he's at Real Madrid and like you know or maybe he goes from uh, from Bayern to the Premier League like Thiago or whatever it is so you can if you want to try yeah. and play that like 4D chess kind of thing yeah um, or you can just pick whoever's going to be playing with Pulisic and buy them yeah but again it all comes down to collecting or flipping or what you're doing if you're here to like what I like what I what I like about picking the obscure ones is picking obscure enough rookies but I know that if I get that call right there's going to be such an attachment to me getting it right that I won't be able to sell anyway yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> they yeah, will yeah, be yeah. become part of the collection then um anyway yeah, and if you, just if you don't if you don't if you don't flip them then you have the collection and then the collection is kind of funny and weird mm yeah. So, or it's funny and weird for a while, and then it kind of becomes sad. There's probably I a balance. S- to be fair, do you know, you like there's probably a balance. It's like well, I think there is. I think the people are saying like you're sp- like, I think some people would say that where flipping comes from and where trading comes from is that they're trading cards. So you're yeah. supposed to be trying to complete your set. So you say I don't have this card. I have a duplicate of that card, da, 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 da. and then eventually you move from barter into well, I don't have any of that card that you want, but I'll give you five dollars, and then da, 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 and this whole secondary market comes up. So they is there are these collectors out there we just don't know any of them mm. uh personally there are these like high value collectors who are ultimately just injecting cash into the market and we're all down here bottom feeding but see, i wonder uh, how much of the market like and again this is a bigger topic maybe for another day jason but like we're not even in hobby hq but go ahead like yeah e- oh jesus even like try try and um define a bubble but like the amount of people in this hobby who are just people here to flip and the amount of people who make products sell out quick because they're there like i seen something posted the other day from a site i wonder can i find it here i'm not going to name them or anything um yeah. i don't really know why but i won't um but this is like a a site that teaches people how to buy certain products that are scarce 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 and flip them um particularly coming up the likes of Christmas and all toys that go to stock and parents need these toys for kids or like say pre-ordering a bunch of PS5s that type of behaviour 
this is a site that teaches you how to do that yeah on other things like it says what products you should be looking for where you should look and i think you like pay them subscription type thing and they give you the heads up sort Jesus. of thing but they have like now got a, they, they've got a card section about how to profit really? off trading cards and stuff so there's there are and while there are sharks within the community who half kind of care and might have a few in their wee personal collection do not be do not get it wrong there are people out there who are just multiple accounts laptops screen setups got their mum their dad their uncle their dog on online yeah. trying to buy tops chrome when it goes up well it's um, the same thing as people people standing outside the hobby shop or, or for retail you know mm-hmm. the states they're standing outside uh walmart they're standing outside target and there's like security guards now in all mm-hmm. the card sections but i wonder how like where, where i'm getting at is i wonder how much of it is just a self-fulfilling prophecy where they're like, selling I, to each other i wonder how much demand there actually is for these cards i wonder how many of those collectors who you say are injecting cash and who are completing these sets and collecting these cards i don't know how many people are actually are actively paying tens of thousands if not just thousands to collect these cards yeah. i want and, and that's something i struggle with we're not even hobby hq i'm sorry i'm derailing the show jason but that's all right it's that i mean kind you're, of to be honest you're 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 pulling the curtain back so far that we probably won't even have a show next week so just <laughs> okay, say I'll everything you up. want to I'll say no, no, go ahead. <laughs> but like it, it makes me wonder because is it all of, is it us just all with a few collectors really. is it all of us just passing cards around paying different amounts for each other playing a big game it is a what trading I mean, yeah. card game no, at the it end is, of the day. Yeah. So. It is at the end of the day. It's a trading card game. No, I think that is a, ge- a legitimate question to ask. And I think there are some things in the market that are just speculative. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that is just like, you know, we this thing of like best case scenario. People don't, that's not really talked about. Like, well, best case scenario, who we talked about on the show last week. Like, who is that player? Like, what kind of career does he have? you know best case mm. scenario and is it going to be that valuable then you're trading the hype and you're trading speculation and that's the same in any any kind of uh market i suppose mm. but i think there is an equilibrium somewhere at the moment i think we've maybe gone a little bit too far into where the only people benefiting are the people who are making the products and selling everything out um mm. and if you're tops that's putting out loads and loads and loads of products and if you're panini that's selling all your products at resale value instead of at uh, mm. uh, retail value. Um, and then, of course, you have like eBay. Like eBay, uh, delighted because they're taking 13% of every sale. That's a ridiculous uh, so, amount of money. So to them, it doesn't matter if we're all selling to each other because they just keep, they take the money all the time. So I do think there's an equilibrium point. I don't think we've hit it yet. Um, and I think we're not going to hit it until could be five years like because we still have you know two three massive growth spurts with two world cups a couple of european championships cup americas all mm-hmm. that stuff champ you know we've look at what happened to champions league at the end of last season everything went mental um, and we've got between now and the 2026 world cup we've got you know five more six more champions leagues mm-hmm. so i i think we can sit here and say it but I don't think anyone's necessarily going to be listening to it. Oh, geez, absolutely not. No, it's no. just it's something I think about. It's something I try and work yeah. out in my head and I can't quite fathom, but it's... Well, it'd be nice to look back on this conversation, you know, in seven years after the whole thing goes bust. <laughs> uh, I say, told wow, you so. That was fun. <laughs> I told you so. Oh, you were right, yeah. Oh, you were the dickhead after all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, and uh, Manchester United at the top of the Premier League. Uh, Do you know what's the first time they're top of the Premier League after new year's day since 
Fergie, Sir Alex Ferguson won um, the title in 2013. I, I did know that. I yeah, actually had it, that on a notepad here beside me. Oh, th- so did I. <laughs> <laughs> we should compare notes so that we don't have to. Yeah, no, because I knew it had been a long time, but apparently it's been since then. So, yeah. I don't know yeah, if no, I fancy uh, for them to hold on, to be honest with you, but it is nice. And I think it's great for football. It's great for the hobby. It's great for everyone. I think maybe you would disagree. Maybe people would disagree. But I just think probably arguably the most famous club in the world. It's good to see them at the top again. It's It's been. Well, I mean, years. it's it's in terms of reputation, it's really United, Real Madrid Barcelona. And, and Barcelona. They're the three biggest brands in football. Uh, I'm just going to check the latest table recording this on Wednesday evening um, right Man City have a game in hand they've beat Brighton and they have a game in hand now uh, so they've played 16 United played 17 and if Man City win their game in hand they'll only be one point behind Man United mm. but after uh, 17 games United will be top that's true yeah that is true at 17 games United will be top but I, I I think that if Liverpool can start scoring again or if Man City can keep up their recent run of form uh, I think it's it's anybody's game and I, I predicted beforehand before the season started that Liverpool would win and Man City would be second uh, so that's what I'm rooting for because I want to be right did you put a bet on or is it just emotionally it was part of our Soccer Cards United Premier League preview. Thanks for reading. I did. I listened to everything, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot. Yeah. No, so. it's grand. It's grand. <laughs> but uh, you, li- you literally tried to predict the whole table, did you? Tried to predict the whole table and uh, two players from every team uh, whose cards would grow. And please, nobody go back and look at them now because they are spotty at best. <laughs> uh, but it'll be fun to look back on that. Um, right. I think that's my football week done. That's loads of football. Uh, are you happy enough to close this session of your football week yeah 100% alright meeting adjourned uh, let's open up uh, Hobby HQ it's called right big news big news this week um, Panini have given us a breakdown of the upcoming 2020-2021 uh, Premier League Prism uh, on their Panini America blog uh, which has some name. Let's see. The blog is called The Knight's Lance because the knight is carrying a lance on the Panini logo. <sighs> Did anybody need a name for the Panini blog? Did is that their official it? blog? The official blog is called The Knight's Lance. And yeah. it's this weird shit that means that people can rip off Panini and sell funny football boxes because <laughs> Panini do weird shit like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the whole thing is very difficult to keep track of. The Knight's Lance. Anyway, it's kind of uh, cryptic. I like it. I'm sure the person who came up with it thought he was like a genius. And he, oh, yeah, yeah. He, you know, yeah. he was like rushing to the boss's office with that on a piece of paper. I don't even see what it. a lance has to do with a blog. The Knight's Lance. Maybe he hits the target. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, look. Uh, I'll just read you a bit of this. Um, Panini America officials recently sent out preliminary product information solicitations. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, for a seven exciting new product. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, here we go. Today, we're sharing that same information with you here on The Night's Lands. And that, I'm not even... Ma- I didn't make that up. That's It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> this time featuring... It sounds like a segment that I would come up with and Enzo would say, we're not doing that. Yeah, like, where's Santa? I'm waiting for yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> this time featuring deep, diverse, and devastatingly attractive... <sighs> Panini Prism Premier League, whatever the fuck it's called, right? So, uh, product configuration... 
this is for the hobby boxes. 12 cards per pack, 12 packs per box, 12 boxes per case. Right. Mm. So the box breakdown is one autograph, five numbered prisms, one silver prism, 10 additional prisms, and six inserts per hobby box on average. Okay. So Panini America's best brand and blah, 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 blah. A 300-card base set. Oh, my goodness. That's, so that's the 20 Premier League teams. Yeah. What, like 15 players a team, obviously. It's a, it's a lot of... It's a lot. It's a huge... Uh, a uh, whole lot base. of shite. It's a whole lot of shite. There'll Pretty be a lot of, like, League, once again, Burnley centre-backs and bloody Brighton yeah. field careers. Bright, Brighton wingers. Yeah. Uh, so you have all sorts of stuff. Silver, blue, black prism, pink wave, red mojo, green ice... Uh, Color Blast, Fireworks, Emergent. They do so many drugs when they come up with these names. There's a <laughs> lot of lot of narcotic use in the Panini offices by what, from what I'm reading here. Uh, team logos, stadiums, dual signatures, Kaboom. Kaboom cards are very popular. You got any mm. Kaboom cards? I don't have any, no. I, I might change uh, that. Who knows? Have you? Huh? Have you got any? No, I don't collect any of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Because she gave me a real judgmental look when I told you I built kabooms, and I was like, Jesus, Jason's a big kaboom man. No, no, I, all I have is like. Uh, <laughs> Son. It's like, yeah. Damien Duff like or something. Asian stickers. Oh, somebody sent me. I bought uh, some stuff, and somebody sent me some uh, a 2016 Euro Prism of Jonathan Walters and John O'Shea. Love and it. I was so happy, and I was annoyed that it hadn't occurred to me to collect any Irish stuff before. It just never occurred to me. Did you put him beside your King Kazoo or whoever he, whoever he is? No, but, but King Kazoo just signed a, uh, another contract that. extension. Yeah, so he's going to be like 54 or something when he retires. He's been playing uh, since which, before Messi was born. Yeah, it's it's mental. And he started his professional career in uh, Brazil, which is a bit mad as well. This is one of those stories, right, where it's only as impressive as he is at football. But then I suppose if they're sending him on a contract, I wonder how much of that's down to like his ability and how much of that's down to he's a cult hero when they want the, the shirts. Well, I mean, I suppose he must be all right. Because he's played, you know, he's played in a few different leagues and, I mean, yeah. he's grand. Like Anyway, sorry, I'm trying my best to derail again. That's all right. Uh, so... I'm seeing here loads of pictures. Uh, if you go on to just search the Knights Lance, of course, very, very uh, recognizable um, uh, brand name for the Panini blog. Why not just call it Panini blog? Uh, here we go. Here's one. So there's different configurations of boxes, right? There's hobby for, and this is really Enzo's jurisdiction this is normally where enzo comes in and like elaborates for you isn't yeah. it yeah because i don't really know anything about that <laughs> I, stuff, neither right? do i all i know no. is like like the breakdown of that box and all th- there's a lot of parallels yeah there are um here's i'm gonna just say a load of stuff right do okay yeah so this is from cardboardconnection.com and uh hobby formats right so hobby prisms there's multicolor prisms hyper prisms pink wave prisms blue prisms numbered to 199 red prisms numbered to 149 red mojo prisms numbered to 135 purple prisms to 99 blue ice to 75 green ice to 49 orange to 25 gold to 10 gold power to 5 and black prism one of one and then there's hobby choice there's breakaway hybrid boxes and then there's international formats so there's the mm. team all 
there's pink stars and green wave in Tmall. There's red stars to 28 in Tmall. Then there's a European, a European exclusive, which I don't think we've had before, uh, configuration, which is the European H2 hybrid boxes. They have the green pulsar, the purple pulsar, the cracked ice, which I, I actually do like the cracked ice design very much, to 23. Black gold to 1 and gold wave to 10. Then there's retail as well. There's so much in this set. There's so many players. There's so many different configurations. Nobody, I don't think, is going to be able to complete any of these. Uh, any of these, like, what they call rainbows or any of these mm. sets because it seems insane. It's probably going to be very expensive. John, what do you make of this? You know, like, it's a premium are you product. In, are you intimidated by someone who came in, like, in the last six months? Does this, like, kind of put you off because it's so complicated? Hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't. I think it's what you want from it. Like, for me, the way I look at this is it's premium product. I can see resellers are already listing it for like 600 quid or something. Do, do we know how much this is going to be at retail? No. So the recommended retail price apparently uh, was listed on, I think it was blowout at 120. The expected retail was $120 for... Look, if it's 120 quid for Maybe a bar- for a blaster. Maybe, no, I think it was for a blaster it was 120 quid. And then they had it up higher than that I'll, I'll search what much it's going to be while you talk the way i look at this sort of thing is if you're trying to buy this oh god there's so much to this if you're going to buy this because you want to rip a box of premium product and hope to find something that's one of one or one of ten or whatever and have a card that's worth thousands in your hands do you know as long as it's not priced like impeccable or if it's not priced at like 600 quid at retail if it's priced at like 200 150 200 quid I would buy one to rip it for the crack because that'll be a bit of fun. If you're looking yeah. to buy the box and hold the box long term, I don't, I, I don't think you're going to lose value on this box being the Premier League, being Prism, blah, 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 if you get it at retail. I wouldn't be buying one for 600 quid to hold and try and keep the box for a couple of years. And the reason for that for me is when I think of the Premier League now and I think of the rookies up for grabs, Yeah, I don't think this is going to be a star-studded checklist. Like, I, I don't. You're going to no, get some nice second year cards of players maybe the occasional rookie that's a little bit under the radar but yeah i tell you the two the two rookies that i'm thinking of here are uh anthony robinson uh, who's an american fullback plays for fulham mm. uh, he's american so there's obviously a, a bit of a premium on him and then the other one that i'm kind of excited for just for myself is uh eze ebi eze oh, yeah, Crystal yeah. palace because he he's a really fun player and uh remember how many how people got excited about Adama Traore because he was dribbling past people, going past people. Eze is like a footballer from the 70s. Like, he's so fun to watch. Mm. And uh, also, I'm not speaking of fun, I'm not sure if uh, Gineppo uh, from uh, Southampton has a... Well, he's been around a few years. He'll have a sticker. Ah, yeah, he definitely has a sticker, yeah. Do you know? Um, There was a good thing here. Sorry, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, tell me this. Is there a place we can see, because I'm looking here at this checklist, and it shows you, like, how it's all broken down in terms of, like, red this is and blue that's. Where can you just see the 300 players we're talking about? Oh, is the that full checklist? Uh, I don't know where the checklist is. Hang on a second. Because it'd be nice to know, like, is there going to be a SACA? What's the SACA like? Have they printed the RC on that? Where are they printing the RCs? Do you know? And... I don't think we have a... We don't think we have a checklist yet. Um, oh, I mean, look... Like Harvey Elliott, he's on loan from Liverpool. He probably won't be included, but that will yeah. be a nice rookie. Do you know? There's players like that who might be out on loan. Um, right, Tariq I mean, Lamptey. I, I, I I'm gonna do another segment we do here called vaguely remembering tweets, and I'm gonna try and find a tweet that I saw uh, from Mitch at London Cards. 
Like what uh, I want to know is how do we know? Because there's the, this is the set, isn't it? Or is it impeccable that has the Adama? The Adama the, rookie. Oh, that's impeccable. That's yeah. impeccable. Okay, that's for that's for shortly. Yeah. So here's something just from uh, London Cards uh, from Mitch over there. He says, uh, "Looking forward to PL Prism." He's a Fulham fan. Fulham are in it. He said, before you drop $600 or big money on a hobby box with six parallels out of 45 and a 300 checklist, let me drop some selections of random six names you could feasibly pull with a checklist that large. Now, I'm stealing this content from Mitch, but I'm giving him full credit. It's at LDN Cards on Twitter, and he's listed various combinations of players you could pull from Panini Prism. And I thought it was very funny, so we're going to say it on air, right? (laughs) So you could get the following combinations of players in your Prism box as parallels. Runar Runarsson, <laughs> Davy Proper, Josh Onama, Nampalis Mendy, James Milner, and Eric Dyer. What a box. What a box. Or you could get Semi Ajayi, Luke Shaw, <laughs> Eric Garcia, Iosi Perez, Bernard, and Olivier Giroud. When you put it like that. You put it like that. Or, but- or, or you could get Matt Ryan, Ross Barkley, Eddie Nketiah, Rodrigo, Ivan Cavaliero, and John Joe Shelby. Yeah, Nketiah is probably the pick of the bunch. <laughs> probably. I'm not saying something. I think but that's uh, the thing, Jason. That's the bigger thing at play here with boxes. Like, if you're going to buy a box, you're paying for a gamble. That's what you're paying for. If you yeah. want your nice little Bakayo Saka rookie or you want to go back and find a Greenwood or Foden Premier League rookie from last season, whatever, go and bloody buy the card. Like if you're if you're buying It's not this gonna box, cost you as much as the single no. is most likely. Most okay, sometimes if you want like if you want a one of one something. That's then fine. the draw. Yeah, that's that's the draw. But like if you're looking to just pull a nice little rookie or two here or there, now maybe you're looking it's a gamble with the box is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like and this is I, not I, a I, set for me that is like highly flippable. Like, yes, buy one, maybe hold it for a while if you really want, and you maybe you get one at retail and maybe you sell it and you double your money in six months or something. Grand, yeah, if, if that's your goal, it might work out. But I just find it very hard to predict without any really solid, solid rookies or big cards that are gonna drop. I don't give a shit if you give me a personally, this is me, um, and there yeah. are different types of collectors out there, but if you give me a one of one Harry Kane now I'll be like whatever it's a, it's another season in his life I don't give a shit yeah. about that card like that, are you talking about England captain Harry Kane <laughs> like I get it don't get me wrong <laughs> and that was a terrible terrible accent what's that <laughs> what you that? bloody bloody scamp you're one you're one like you're a smidgen off saying Gavna. <laughs> you're so close like, what's the bloody problem Governor, <laughs> uh, God, they'll hate I'm, us. Uh, yeah, I, I won't After giving Mitch a, a shout production. out, and now you're sitting. No, that's just a joke. Much love and respect. Anyway, bottom line is, I'm repeating myself like a fifth time just to try and get this point across. If you're buying a box, you're buying a gamble. I don't think this is the type of box to flip based on the lack of a solid checklist. I think if you want to buy this and rip it and have a bit of fun, by all means, do. But you could get any one of those combinations that Mitch mentioned. Um. Yeah, this, you could. And I think, like, whatever. Like, there's some people that, if say they're in it for, like, if you're just in it for the flip and you've loads of cash on hand, like, I'm sure you could buy a few boxes and sell them and that's grand that you can make a bit of money. Or maybe if you if you really want to rip one and you have a bit of cash, um, then you could maybe buy two and rip one and then sell the other one and cover your money, that whatever. Yeah. But if you don't have 500 
euro or a thousand euro or two thousand euro or whatever it is just lying around waiting to be put into cards and you want to get into it or you just came into the thing and you're like this seems interesting but i don't want to necessarily drop 500 quid on it this is not a starter box no i don't think at all and there is i think this thing as well where it's like there should i personally think in the hobby there should be more of an acknowledgement of what is a starter product what is a I'm fully in the hobby product and then what is a premium premium like proper collectors product mm. like impeccable <laughs> because because <laughs> like, everyone kind of just talks about stuff on, on social media and all that stuff as like you have to kind of be there's I feel like sometimes people feel a pressure of like I have to be in on everything mm. and if I'm not in on everything then I'm somehow gonna be left behind in the hobby yeah no but like the, the hobby is what you make it for yourself isn't it like yeah, it's your hobby. It's it's literally your hobby. Um, yeah, yeah. Like if you were if you were if you were like at a party and you you were a big fisherman, no, no, you weren't. No, you weren't a fisherman. You were you you like the fish. <laughs> you were you're an accountant for your job. You're an accountant, but you like the fish, and you're at a party and uh, you go. <laughs> it's really not important what the context is. There. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> oh. Let's just say you're at a party, right? You're at a party and. Uh, <laughs> And you like the fish. <laughs> and you like the fish. And you work at one of the big accounting firms. And on the weekends, you go on fishing trips. And you're at a party and you're talking to some guy. And he says, oh, I heard you like the fish. I like the fish. And then he, he says, I fish uh, uh, trout. What do you fish? And you say, oh, I like to catch salmon. Like, that's all right. Like, you don't have to then stop talking. You know, where... <laughs> The analogy is I get the apart. analogy. The analogy is good. It's like if you go to a party right now, I'm not going to do another one. But <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try and see how long I could try and bluff one. But no, really, like, yeah, like the hobby's what you make it. If it's out of your price range, it's out of your price range. Just realize each product is different and buy the products that suit you. Like, if I could get my hands on one of these and open it because I'm a content creator, if I could rip this in a stream, that'd be a bit of fun. But if yeah. equally based on my budget and where I'm at, if I open it and it has one of those shitty sort of checklist, uh, like uh, shitty Parallel combination set. of cards, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. If you're new to the hobby and it's a significant investment for you, do you know, think twice. Use a bit yeah, of Yeah, and also, like, for instance, I don't really like the Premier League. I don't really, it's not my favourite league to watch. Mm. So, like, I don't really want to buy, I don't, because I'm not going to be delighted again it goes back to are you a Man United fan you know is it because if you get a Bruno Fernandes you know one of 25 are you going to be absolutely delighted you know Um, and if you don't get anything that's worth any money like you know let's say you are a a Brighton fan and you get Davy Proper like you should be happy with that but Mm. if you're you know it's this thing of opening and I've opened stuff like this before where you're opening stuff with your eyes closed because there's nothing you actually want you kind of just you immediately regret opening yeah. it and you're like oh I have to just open this now and hopefully there's something in it that I like or that I can sell or whatever and I can buy the next thing but just don't be we talk about every release on the show and we cover it all don't but buy I, into the FOMO don't buy into the FOMO it's it's all FOMO and buy the stuff you want to buy and don't feel bad because you're missing out on stuff mm. I just want to put that message easier said than done but true yeah, try, try and control honestly, your impulses. Like, it's not regulated by the Gambling Commission, but buying boxes is a form of gambling in many ways. It so can you, be, yeah. You, you need be. to stay alive to that. You need to stay awake. You need to have a long, hard look at yourself. And if you're spending your kids' lunch money buying Topps Chrome boxes, 
realise there's a problem there just because it's not Paddy Power. Seriously, though, like yeah, it's yeah, funny, yeah, but yeah, that yeah. is a point. Like because you know you can go and spunk your load buying a few Panini prison boxes. Yeah. And if you're opening that wincing, praying that you get a card that's going to make you some cash back, you're doing yeah. it wrong. No, it's no no different to sitting there going, "Geez, I hope Man United win tomorrow," or "I am really up shit's creek." Literally, like unless yeah. you recognise that you're doing it in that gambling type of manner, and, uh, yeah, and, and that's so that, part so, of your sort of risk assessment and and your exposure, and you're, you're not gambling whether you can afford. But like this isn't regulated by anyone other than yourself, so you just need to be aware of what you're doing. What your outgoings exactly. are and what your expectancy is back. Yeah, that's that's you know? that's an important message to put out there, and I, I think it's actually interesting as well. And then you say that it's funny that this is so big in the states, where in most places, uh, since really like for years and years and years and years, you just couldn't gamble. Mm. You know, if you weren't in one of the places where you could gamble, like where Vegas or whatever, and you didn't before the advent of stuff like DraftKings and all that stuff, this was apart from going into the local bookie that runs it in the back of the bar. You know, if you're kind of a reputable yeah. person, you don't want to do that. This was a way to kind of get involved in sports in a financial kind of betting way and not, you know. Um, is it gambling? That's an aspect. Is it not? It's a fucking fine line. Yeah. But you can't really collect anything related to gambling. That's the thing. Mm. The little pens, maybe. Yeah. God, there's so much to this. The little pens. Yeah, the little pens. The little pens. You can collect the little pens that you get in bookmakers. Mm. Yeah, you get the pen rainbow. Right, let's the world's move on. saddest collection. <laughs> let's move on to um so speaking of Panini Immaculate, did you see this Panini Immaculate came out and it was an insane price and then it was also uh not good. <laughs> to put it bluntly. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, a horrible, horrible release. On the Panini website there, it was uh in US dollars it was sixteen hundred and fifty dollars. On the Panini website for a box of Immaculate. Mm. And you got uh, seven cards. Yeah. So, not great. Definitely a big collector's item. But then, there was nothing really to collect in it. Well, you see, that's it. it there was there was probably an actual handful, was there, of players that, like, of cards that would, if, if we're talking from a financial aspect... That yeah. If you could to even get you close to recouping the out the expenditure, the Maradona really. was there a Beckham in there? There could have been. I think I it was a Beckham, a Maradona, maybe I'm misquoting the Beckham one, Messi and stuff. There are a few autographs that you know are okay, maybe that card. But I mean, this is one of those that is not for flippers. Not for, that not isn't for. for no, this is for, for diehard rich rich people who yeah. love to collect soccer cards. I think so, and like I saw the the whole thing was there um, at Dolphin Fan One Hundred on Twitter uh, or using it. It's the tweet life. Uh, put up a picture of an Adama Traore quote unquote rookie out of fifty at the RC logo. Now Adama has stickers going back to when he was at Aston Villa. Uh, obviously, his prison was very hot. His Premier League prison last year was very hot for a while. It was before I got here. There was nothing I could do. Uh, and then bloody here's one for you. So all these rookies, quote unquote rookies, were getting slapped the RC logo on them on the immaculate ones. Then in this little Twitter thread, Dan Lydon from Tops wades in, and he says, and people moaned about the lost rookies. <laughs> so a bit of cat fighting going on between Panini and and Tops. Jeez, the um, drama. But of course, what they've ignored there is they're all wrong. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's bad, John, that these companies don't have some sort of agreed upon standard for what's a rookie? This is a sore point of mine, and I kind of I think you know as much, so I don't know if you're trying to poke the bear to get me to go off on a savage rant. But honestly, the, the RC logo, whew, it honestly is a, is, it's a big thing for me because my like if I'm to talk about me within the hobby and what I do, I collect rookies. I, I'm not really interested in any other cards unless it's a particularly significant signature, um, like an auto or, or some piece of, like I don't know, some memorabilia or something that, I don't know, means something to me. But in terms of... But you of go in for rookies generally. Rookies. Like if I, if I like a player and I think he's a cracking player or if I think of historic players that I like, I go after the rookie. It's a yeah. shame because probably my favourite player of all time is Ronaldinho and he's just out of my mm. price range. But I think this RC thing, it's taking the piss is what it's, it is. It, it's... Yeah. And, and again, to put it frank, I'm not going to beat around the bush to get right in, right straight up no kissing, Jason. It's borderline fucking false advertising. It's not on. Mm. These companies are slapping RC logos on things left, right and centre for fun. And there's people who are joining the hobby who haven't a clue where to look. There's dickheads who'd wink in the money eBay, sticking rookie on every single post when it's not a bloody yeah. rookie. And now the companies are doing it too. It I shows some integrity. A, it's absolute bullshit. The, the thing about the... I knew something was going wrong because I for I was trying to be all in, like I had trying to like have integrity on my eBay listings, which is like why mm. uh, come to a knife fight and be like I thought we were just going to use our fists, but uh, mm. the the whole idea of a Champions League rookie I'd never put that on anything like the idea that you could have a rookie for a particular competition, mm. you know, World Cup rookie or I was either like saying first World Cup, first Champions League, first whatever, right? And uh, then I saw the lost rookies came out. And it was like the RC logo. And then the kind of defense was like, yeah, but it's their Champions League rookie. And I was like... Rookies don't even exist in football. First of all, rookies don't exist because <laughs> there's no there's no draft class. There's no draft. Mm. So there has to be a draft for there to be rookies, I think, because that's how all these people have now been brought into the league. But there is no centralized league and all that stuff, right? So apart from that, though, you, you feel like the book has to stop somewhere. And, and that's what I that's what I get annoyed by is... I feel like at the moment in the hobby, we're kind of in this like hot potato phase where it's like nobody wants to be the one that has to sacrifice their own profit margins to regulate things. Mm. You know, like the the grading companies don't want to have to do X, Y, Z. The manufacturers don't have to do X, Y, Z. eBay doesn't want to have to do this, that. The other PayPal doesn't want to do this, that. The other collectors don't want to do this. Flippers don't want to do that. You know, uh, distributors, resellers, everyone's taking their bit of the pie. And it's just kind of sad because I, I really think that, like, we have a very good thing going here. It's a very nice hobby. It's very healthy. Uh, there's money flowing around. People are having fun as well. It's getting more people interested in, in football and in soccer, all that stuff. I think it's great. But I do wonder, could things turn a little bit toxic if this kind of, like, attitude keeps up? You see, like... The lost rookies, for example, they don't actually annoy me as much as maybe they do some. They annoyed me when they come out. When they come out, I was thinking, that's stupid, it's not a rookie, what's the point? Now that they're there, the Ronaldo and the United kit in particular was particularly nostalgic for me, and I kind of like the look of it, and I was kind of thinking, jeez, I wish I'd picked one up. Um, and I look at it, and they're, they're almost so ridiculous, and they're so blatantly not rookies that it doesn't bother me. But maybe they're, that's just... They're, they're their own thing. Yeah. I get but, that. But maybe they might still be a bit confusing for people new to the hobby, but then there's the whole argument that do your own research. They, they're they so blatantly 
not rookies that it's kind they're of they're a okay. novelty product yeah or something but what what does get me is I seen the Adama with the RC on it and that impeccable like yeah. and there's a million examples like this it's obscene it's preposterous yeah. it is not a bloody rookie you're sticking that RC on because you know there's a premium attached to that and you're trying to hoodwink people who are buying your cards and supporting your industry fucking do one it's not good enough and no yeah. one's going to regulate them and they're going to keep doing it all, all we can do as hobbyists or collectors or flippers or whoever you happen to be is call them out on it every single time they do it yeah well it's one of those things where you almost wish like because we we floated the idea back a while ago that uh that there would be maybe grading companies mm. would step in and say right we're going to basically verify or see so you can send us a card but if you send us a logo if you send us an Adama Traore card and it has an RC logo, but it's his fifth, sixth, you know, seventh year card or whatever it is, a yeah. third year card or whatever, like if it's not a, where do you go? You can either decide the calendar year is fine. So if somebody makes, you know, you might have like Panini something 2020. And then if somebody made their debut in January 2020 and you release this in October 20, you could decide calendar year or whatever way you want to decide it, but maybe... Or season, because that's, that's the grey bit, isn't it? There's the season. Yeah, the is it calendar year, year is it but... season, and how do you get around that? But let's say we worked all that out. I'm not far off being of the opinion that it might be better to have a grading company say, look, if you send us an RC logo on a card that isn't a rookie, and we define rookie as XYZ, and each company could have their own definition or whatever, we're taking half a point off the grade. <laughs> or we're taking a point Jesus. off the grade because like how can you say to me that's a PSA 10 a damager or a rookie when it's not a rookie or maybe they should just put on the actual card that act or sticker that actually is the rookie like on the 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 top loader there should be like an RC or something yeah that could be it as well yeah on, on the top of the slab but I think you submit your own titles for your slabs don't you Oh, do you? You say I've never submitted on them for grading. Yeah, I think I, I think you do with some services. I'm going to stockpile, so stockpile, stockpile, and then mass send off stuff in the future. That's my I plan. I just think it's that's a good plan because there's no point in grading anytime soon. They're all backed up and the postal services are all gone as well. But yeah, it's just an interesting one. And I, I think stuff like this, it seems like a small thing. I don't know people probably say, well, if you just shut up about it, it wouldn't be a big deal. But No, I think it, it is. And again, the reason it's so awkward is because there's nothing you can do about it in many ways and they're not going that's exactly the word it is it's awkward it's awkward it's just it's just annoying and like it you just wish they wouldn't someone do it. to step up someone needs to step up and be good enough just do better like the big dan Leiden or the panini equivalent or even futura or someone someone needs to come out and just be like what we're all doing here is a farce from now on yeah. we're only going to stick rookie logos on cards that we genuinely believe to be first print of that player or something and what that would then do is add a premium to that player that actually does get the RC and maybe yeah. then that would you know they get it back that way but I suppose the other side of it is the way they're looking at it is now they just want to line their pockets make hay while the sun shines the hobby's booming let's stick RCs everywhere and get paid Yeah, it's, it's just, just a shame like- it's it's fine and we and we know because like we kind of we're now we're in it if anyone's been in it a few months and but I'm kind of always thinking it from the growth of the hobby point of view and when I think of stuff that comes out I think does this help the growth of the hobby like Match Attacks Chrome absolutely helps the growth of the hobby mm. you know fantastic uh, Tops Now helps the growth of the hobby it has other issues but it helps the growth of the hobby it's accessible accessibility is important yeah I, pr- I really enjoy Tops Now I mean whatever yeah, about it's fun and it 
the, the scarcity again and everyone can have the card they want and whatever else but i think long term as the hobby grows i love the idea tops and i and it excites me when i'm watching games in the champions league and a player who i've been watching for a while gets subbed on in the 75th minute i'm thinking that's it they're gonna print them now they're gonna print them i can finally get them and then they do or yeah. they don't and it's it, there's a roller coaster and there's endorphins attached to that and i enjoy that yeah i i i i, I agree i like it um and I think stuff like Panini pricing the way they're pricing their soccer product is that helpful to the growth of the hobby? Absolutely not. Is the messing around with RC logos helpful to the growth of the hobby? Absolutely not. Like, I I just think we need to be a bit more responsible if we're going to grow and grow and grow because we can. That's the mm. thing. It's just it's just a matter of relaxing and going with it. But maybe I'm being naive. I don't know. No, like the thing. Whenever there's one established, whenever there's one rookie that's a rookie, and everyone knows it's the rookie because it's the only one that is called a rookie and has the RC, more people will buy it. Its value yeah. will increase, and that makes sense, obviously, because there's not ten of them. There's one, so its value will go up. But what I'm saying is, when I go looking for, let's pick a classic player, Carlos Puyol. Puyol. Let's say I want to go and buy his rookie. If I Google, yeah. if I go into eBay and type in Puyol Rookie now, there'll probably be about 10 different prints from his first three years that come up. And I won't have a clue. And I'll go over to the PSA um, the PSA population reports and I'll have a look and I'll try and find the earliest one and I'll have a bit of sniffing around and blah, blah, blah. That's where I'm at. There's people who are first signing up who think, oh, who's my favourite player ever? Michael Owen. I want to go and buy a Michael Owen. Michael Owen Rookie. There's 10 of them. Fuck that, I'm not buying any. I'll buy the wrong yeah, one. Yeah, because you, you, you get scared off. You get scared you buy the wrong one and it's... yeah. A lot of it's down to people just hoodwinking on, on marketplaces, but the other there is a responsibility, I think, um, last time I said it, with, with the companies themselves. Someone needs to step up and do better because at the minute they're all not doing well enough. In that respect, they're doing amazing on other things. This yeah, is and that's the thing. Is like, I, don't, I don't want to be sitting here and talking about this every week. of Because like, I'd rather be sitting here saying, oh, did you see that patch card? Did you see that design? Did you see they did this, that, and the other? Because like a lot of this stuff is really cool. They're making like, some know? really good moves. They're, like yeah, and I think it's an absolute testament to the companies as well as the hobby. The likes of the like whenever the Mokoku print run happened, I was thinking like, that's crazy, but it's amazing. Like you think of like people thought Greenwood's print run was high. Look at yeah. this. Do you know the yeah, growth yeah, yeah. that shows? Whenever you're seeing how quickly sites are selling out and sites are crashing, I genuinely don't look at that particularly. And I know there, there's mixed opinions on this, and some people think John, you're a dickhead. You went an hour and 10 minutes and I thought you were all right and now you're a dickhead. But I actually liked it when it crashed because I was thinking like, Jesus, look at the demand. Look at the hobby. Yeah. They, they couldn't have foreseen this. They obviously don't have the servers in place. Next year it'll be better. That's the way I look at it. So there's so much they're doing right. And I've probably said this 10 times now for 10 minutes, Jason, but the, the RC logo thing is my pet peeve at the minute. It's it's the thing that keeps me up at night in regards to the hobby. Like. And we need to work it out because it's a soccer it's a, it's a soccer issue. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know, I, I think, like, our friends in other sports have said that there are other RC stuff, that, there is other RC stuff that goes on with other sports and that it's not all, you know, uh, you know, roses and puppies and all that stuff in the other sports. There's stuff that goes on as well. But it, it, it does seem to me to be a specific problem. We have to figure out a new set of rules for soccer to work that mm. out and how do we define it and we have to somehow agree on it because I'd like to move on from it at some point. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I'm calling for unity. I'm calling for it's time to come together. And it's time to put our differences aside. And uh, maybe I need to host like a, a, a round table with all the companies. 
and get them all around oh, and yeah. say, look, we're solving pa- this. Probably won't let you record it, but definitely hit them all up, tag them in an email, get no response. Yeah. Brilliant. When we, we did, when we had Dan on the podcast from Tops, we said, are there secret meetings going on uh, between yourselves and Panini that, to kind of trade notes and stuff like that? And he said, there's no secret meetings going on. And I thought to myself, that's exactly what somebody involved in secret meetings. Would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, right John that's about all we have time for on the show this week thanks so much for filling in as uh, as guest co-host I'm actually kind of gutted because um, genuinely I look forward to the podcast every week and I won't be able to listen to it (laughs) because I'm on it oh well look I think it's I think it's alright it's Um, okay it's a one off look I know I didn't do Enzo justice and I'm not saying that for you to say oh no John you were great genuinely for listeners Enzo and Jason's sort of rapport and their back and forth is is what makes me listen but thoughts are with Enzo glad I could step in pleasure to be here yes thank you for thank you for uh, uh, coming on I think I think John I think we're gonna promote you if you if you'll if you'll accept this I'd like to offer you the position of standby guest co-host. Standby Enzo or standby stand Jason? By, well, you might have to fill in a standby Jason from time to time. Was this an uh, addition and I didn't realise it? Yes, you passed. Oh, brilliant. You see, so Enzo will disagree go. now. But anyway, yeah, no, I'm happy to. I'd be honoured to have that position. I'm here. I've got the setup. I'm ready yeah. at a moment's notice. I've got the Rona. Do you know? You've got the Rona. Hopefully not for too long. Hopefully not for too long, but... Yeah. For next week, so that's 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 sorted. I'll, I'll put that in the minutes. Uh, for next week, <laughs> uh, I realized we missed a couple of things. We didn't talk about um, David Beckham signing a deal with Panini. Uh, we didn't talk about Matthew Hopp scoring his hat trick to make sure Shaka didn't go way too many games without a win. Uh, Top's now card as well coming out for that. We, we'll talk about the print run for that when it when it's released. Um, we'll talk about Matthew Hopp and we'll talk about David Beckham next week when Enzo is back on the show. Um, and also next week for episode 25, very special episode, we are will be joined by the head of marketing for Futera to find out what's that company all about. If Tops are Pepsi and Panini are Coke, how is it to be Dr. Pepper? Find out next week on Soccer Cards United. In the meantime, I'm Jason. John, where can people find you and all your stuff? Where can people... F- so if you're into fantasy football, specifically FPL, look up FPL Double Up. And if you're into Football Index, which I highly doubt you are because it's pretty isolated and where it's available. I don't know. Just look me up on Twitter. John Nellis underscore. John Nellis on Twitter. And the big one is, Jason, you have to be kind of friendly when you ask for reviews. I ain't going to do it for you. You didn't put me up to this. Guys, just go and leave oh. a bloody review. I have podcasts. Apple podcast reviews make a massive, massive difference with search engine optimization and everything else and making Enzo and Jason happy. Just pull your finger out of your hole. Go and borrow your girlfriend's phone if you don't. Don't make the excuse that you've got Samsung. Just go, use your girlfriend's Apple account, leave them five stars. Like These guys are actively promoting the value of your soccer card collection by getting you people into the hobby, so go and do I a appreciate solid. That. Thank you, and I didn't put you up to that. You actually didn't. No, I actually didn't. I just uh, know so how annoying it is asking. <laughs> yeah, know? no, it is. And I, if we forget and everything. So, um, right. So find John Nellis uh, on Twitter at John Nellis uh, and uh, probably be a link in the description to this podcast as well. 
We're back on Monday with Postcards United, which is our regular Q&A show. Enzo will be back for that. Uh, next week, we have the head of marketing for Fruterra and some other stuff as well for episode 25. Uh, special announcement coming up too uh, in the next couple of weeks, so do stay tuned as always. Um, right, that's it. Hope everyone's safe. Uh, much love and respect now and forever. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Thank you.